Welcome to the Unapologetic Aussie podcast. I am the Unapologetic Aussie. Today's topic is going to be lies by repetition and omission. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now, and you may agree with me, you may disagree with me. In fact, I've got a pretty good idea of which of those two choices it's going to be. The sky is lime green, people. Really? Sky is lime green? What if limes are actually purple and not green? Then something couldn't be lime green, right? Well, the reason why everyone is sitting here saying, no, the sky is blue, is because that's factually correct. You see, there's an orthodoxy about established common knowledges like what colors are, as there are color palettes that cover the entire spectrum, mathematical formulas, chromosomes, and DNA, and many other things. And, uh, these things are usually almost universally not in question because they are proven based on an established framework. Now, what does the word orthodoxy mean? And I'm going to be covering the meaning of a few different words in this, going off dictionary definitions, because the reason the dictionary exists is so that we can all be on the same page about what words mean. I see a lot of words bandied around these days that don't actually mean what they mean. But the people saying them say, well, it's okay because I know what it means. It's like, well, that's okay for you to know what it means. But if nobody else knows what it means, then it's kind of pointless for you to use that word. And not only is it pointless, it's downright confusing for everybody involved. So I'm going to start with orthodoxy. And orthodoxy means the quality or state of being orthodox. Now, orthodox can refer to certain religions. And in fact, it does. Because orthodox means conforming to established doctrine, especially in religion. To conform is to be obedient or compliant to, or to act in accordance with prevailing standards or customs. In order to become more knowledgeable, we must first acquire more knowledge. What if everything we believe is simply a manifestation of repetition rather than a truth? What if our truth is someone else's truth? And we just haven't paid enough attention to realize that we're missing something. What if we don't know what that something is, but because we don't know what it is, we can't tell that we're missing it? Can you think of a time in your life when someone you know has done something so shocking that you can't believe it? And because their actions have so deeply breached your value set, you don't speak to them for days, weeks, months, years or even decades, only to bump into that person by chance or seek them out as a result of curiosity over why they, quote unquote, did what they did. Isn't it interesting when this occurs? A second side to the story often unfolds that was previously untold. Isn't it convenient that the pieces of information omitted usually would have either exonerated the exiled or implicated the accuser? Now, before I start here, this particular thing I'm going to say is a quotation by Daryl Davis, and I'm going to explain who he is in a moment. Open quote. Over time, that cement that he talked about, that held his ideas together in his mind began to get cracks in it. He began questioning some of his thinking based upon the conversations that he had with me. And then over more time, that cement crumbled and fell apart, end quote. 
So what's that? what that's referring to is um, an individual called Roger Kelly, that Daryl Davis, a black man in America, um, managed to, uh, for lack of a better word, turn around in terms of his way of thinking. You see, Roger Kelly was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Not only was he a member of the KKK, but he was also one of the leaders. Daryl met with Roger, unbeknownst to Roger that the person he was meeting with was going to be a black man. And they had a conversation. And I'm not going to get too far into Daryl's story because I'd actually like to chat to Daryl one day and hopefully he can tell you his story. But that quotation that I gave you before from him was in the context of Roger changing his views about the KKK and his ideological position that resulted in him being a staunch member of it. So Daryl is actually directly responsible for roughly 40 to 60 people defecting from the KKK. Indirectly, he's responsible for roughly 200 defections. Now, something that Daryl said, which is absolutely so true and really fascinating when you think about it. He said, open quote, people tend to feel comfortable around things with which they're familiar. And sometimes they may become xenophobic or develop a fear of things that are different. That fear can be overcome. If they go beyond that fear and develop a hatred, that's harder to overcome. We're not so naive as to think that everybody is going to change. No. There will be people who will go to their graves being hateful, violent, and racist. But if somebody is willing to sit down and talk with you, there's an opportunity to plant a seed. End quote. Now, I referenced xenophobia in there, and it is relevant to that conversation because xenophobia is the fear and hatred of strangers or foreigners or of anything that is strange or foreign. Now, it's a bit insane that I have to state some of these definitions uh, for the simple reason that they haven't always been so controversial and so polarizing. In fact, whenever you hear xenophobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, in the mainstream media particularly, you can pretty much guarantee that there is no fear of, in, in most cases, that the fear or hatred of people who subscribe to the religion of Islam or people of a different race or a stranger or a foreigner or someone who is homosexual, you can almost guarantee that those references to the people who want to have a conversation about these things that is not in line with political correctness, well, they actually don't fear or hate those people all that much, if at all. So when you hear words ending in phobia, the first question I want you to ask yourself is, do the pers- does the person that is being accused of having a phobia actually fear or hate the person that they're talking about or that is being referred to? And if it's not true that that person has an irrational fear or hatred of the person being referred to, then I would posit to you that perhaps you should question other things that you're being told by the people making these references. I really hope that this podcast today gives you something to think about. I really hope that you start to question people when they talk about phobias or how people are phobic of something because that word uh, phobia has just gained a whole new meaning, which is not actually factual or correct. 
And isn't it interesting, back to my original point, and in fact, the topic of this podcast, that it's actually a lie that's being told by repetition. That repetition actually creates a truth because if enough people hear that the sky is blue, then they'll believe it, even if that is not based on established fact. If you hear enough people omit certain things, then you will believe that those things don't exist because if they existed, then surely people would talk about it. Hopefully that's given you something to think about. Maybe this has triggered a conversation that could happen that wouldn't have otherwise happened as a result of this podcast. Maybe this has triggered a memory of a time where someone told you that someone was bad, but you haven't gotten the other side of the story. Maybe now's time to get that other side of the story. Make a phone call, reach out, ask some questions, because you might be surprised by what you'll find. I am the Unapologetic Aussie. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you want to reach out to me, please email me at unapologeticaussie at gmail.com. I look forward to catching you in the next podcast.